Hello, Santiago amigos, and welcome to episode 17 of The Old Man and the CV. Today, we are talking about confidence and coaching with Hannah Satchwell. So let's get on with the episode. Hannah is transforming lives and businesses through coaching, mentoring, and learning and development. Prior to this, Hannah spent 15 years at Orbit Group, where she was head of future talent and learning. But she left last September to set up her own company. Hannah, welcome. Andy, thank you so much for that lovely welcome. It's always a pleasure to be chatting to you. So thank you for having me today. Left your corporate job um, 10 months ago and made the move. Can you tell our listeners just a little bit more about that and your career to give them some background? Yeah, sure. It was um, it was a really tough decision, actually, because I really loved my job. But I totally believe in the power of coaching. Um, I get such a buzz from supporting people to have breakthroughs that make a real difference to their careers and their lives, actually. So it was the pull of, of being able to do more and more of that, which won out in the end. Have you um, have you come across the concept of Ikigai, Andy? Uh, no, I haven't, but please okay. tell me more. Wow, I found my Ikigai. Um, so Ikigai, it's a, a Japanese concept and it can be really helpful if you're thinking about a career change, um, as I know some of your, your listeners may well be today. Um, and Ikigai is the intersection between what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs from you and what you can get paid for. And if you can find something that answers these four questions, you have found your Ikigai. And um, I guess that's the, the big reason for my life change 10 months ago. I think we could all do with a bit of Ikigai. Absolutely. Uh, I think that, that those four quadrants really sum it up because whichever way you look at it and and the various people you talk to about, you know, what's your sense of purpose? How do you contribute value? And we know that when you hit 50 onwards, it's those things that become much more important than chasing the career goals and the, the money and the corporate ladder, et cetera. And having that balance between the four sounds a very sound philosophy. Yeah, absolutely. It's not necessarily an easy thing to, to find that intersection of, of those four four areas. But actually, if if you can do so, I think what, what's the phrase? Um, if you love what you do, you never work a, a day in your life. Um, and actually, I guess that's what we're all all aiming for ultimately, isn't it? To love what we do, love our jobs and, and kind of really feel aligned to a purpose. You, you talk on your on your LinkedIn profile about helping someone sort of unlock their profile. How would you go about doing that? Yeah, so um, I guess it's really about unlocking potential. Um, and I know I still haven't fully unlocked my own potential. I'm sure I never will. Um, and I can probably put money on the fact that that most people in the in the world have not unlocked their potential. So what do I do to, to support the further unlocking of potential? Well, my business covers a range of 
professional and personal development areas. But um, I mentioned my absolute passion around coaching earlier. Um, so let's focus on, on that for a minute, if that's OK. Um, many people will have heard of coaching. It's an individual and bespoke approach. Um, and it's really a cocktail of, of listening, questioning and techniques specific to somebody's needs. Um, so if we start with listening, it, it sounds so simple, doesn't it? Listening. But think about the last time that you felt truly listened to. How did it feel? How did it change things? I don't know, can you even remember a time? I just encourage everyone to try increasing the quality of your attention, maybe with your children, with your partner or with a friend and just notice what happens. So I guess then based on the, the deep and empathic listening, I then ask important questions to help people really think things through and to find their own options and solutions. Holding a, a safe space for clarity of thinking, which is so rare um, in the world of work, but actually in our wider lives too, um, it can be so impactful. Have you heard of the overview effect? Well, this is turning into a very one-sided interview, I feel, where I don't know the answers to your questions. <laughs> no, I haven't. But again, haven't. please elaborate. Okay. So the overview effect, it, it's the view of Earth seen from space. And um, astronauts have described it as a life-changing alteration in perspective. Um, they've called it an unparalleled mental clarity. And um, it's a very bold thing for me to say, but I liken the process of coaching to this overview effect. Um, and actually, I feel pretty comfortable being that bold because of the impact that I see coaching having. Um, so we talked about listening, we talked about questioning. And the last ingredient of the cocktail I mentioned is techniques. And for me, it's really important that coaching work is based on evidence-based methods. So using a great selection of, of tried and tested tools and techniques helps both during the coaching sessions themselves, but actually probably more importantly, as part of that person's ongoing toolkit when they're, they're no longer having coaching sessions. Your messages there will resonate to all the sales guys that are listening to this podcast because I know sales methodologies go in cycles um, and we're at various popular ones now. But I remember... 35 years ago when I first started selling the first lesson I was taught in the first training session was you have two ears and one mouth so do it in that proportion and of course yeah. you know an intrinsic part of selling is actually being curious asking an open question because that not only gets you more information but of course it shows to the other person that you have been actively listening to what they have been saying um, and also the the 10,000 foot view is something that uh, is very important as well, because you can get caught amongst the weeds of a problem, but you need to get above that to have that, well, the astronaut's view, but just, you know, a, yeah. a different terminology for it. Yeah, fascinating stuff. So you've obviously run a lot of coaching sessions, uh, personalised coaching briefs uh, and knowledge sharing. Um, have you got some real standout examples of without naming people obviously of where you've used a technique 
to help someone unlock their potential and you've seen like a, a clarity of benefit, you know, really quite quickly. A gentleman came to me for support around time management recently um, to improve performance in the workplace. But when we actually dug into what the obstacles were, it became apparent that the root of the time management issue was people pleasing. And that people pleasing came from a low self-confidence. And when we focused on confidence in, in one of his sessions, he rated his confidence levels in the workplace as four out of 10, four out of 10. But by the beginning of their next session, he'd increased that to a nine. And throughout the remainder of our sessions, it was consistently a nine or sometimes even a 10. Um, there's naturally wobbles, but he says that the difference now is that he knows how to quickly bounce back to those higher levels. So I could go on and on all day, Andy, um, <laughs> on this answer, but that probably gives a bit of a flavour um, of especially how that kind of um, root topic of confidence tends to rear its head quite regularly. So that, that's really interesting, Hannah. So let's go back to the four out of 10, moving up to the nine out of 10 in terms of confidence. Obviously, part of your session is to uncover the main top line topic. In this case, it was confidence. And then how to improve that confidence by looking at the root causes. Part of your coaching, I guess, is if you feel that confidence falling, what steps do you put in place to help someone rebuild that confidence from a four to a nine when they're faltering? And that's all part of your sessions, I'm guessing. It absolutely is. Um, and if I'm really honest, there's not a one size fits all straightforward answer, which probably isn't, isn't helpful um, for this context. But let me explain um, that a little bit more. Um, I think the definition of confidence varies from person to person. So I'd really start with with kind of exploring what does confidence mean for, for you as a person and explore the different contexts of um, confidence. So for this, this person, actually, their confidence in their family life and with their friends was much higher. Um, there was a real dip in comparison um, in their work confidence. So that showed us where we needed to to kind of focus but also there were learnings from the confidence levels in the different in the sort of higher level contexts that we could transfer um, we then looked at all sorts of, of different tools and techniques so um, you know when they do feel confident what does that look like are there any limiting beliefs holding you back and and often that is a really big one actually Andy um we're not aware of these kind of subconscious limiting beliefs but but if we can unpick what some of those are and work through them challenge them bring them to the conscious mind actually that can be really helpful um as well and um sometimes with confidence, there are links to well-being and resilience as well. Um, so do we need to look at, are you doing enough in your life to maintain yourself in, uh, you know, to be the best version of you that you can be? Some people, you know, need more sleep. Some people need 
some quiet time. Some people need more social time. Um, so what does that look like for you as a person? Um, and then I guess the, the beauty of, of coaching is that it's not a one-off event. It's normally kind of perhaps over a six-month period. It, it, it varies depending on needs, but actually that gives time to keep building, growing and learning from things that people have tried and put in, into place um, and kind of growing and maintaining those those habits through accountability as well because um as you may well be aware habits and and changes in mindsets and are not easy to achieve actually we often think oh I've come up with an idea therefore I can do it but the reality is it's much harder work um, and that accountability um can really support the embedding of of those sort of changes in in mindset and, and habit forming We've talked a lot about confidence, coaching, uh, removing limitations and sense of purpose. But if you had one key message for the listeners in summary, what would that be? I think it would be to say that you have so much power within you to make positive changes to help yourself. Um, I guess there's a, a slight important point to put in here that if things are feeling too overwhelming please consider reaching out for support um but we all have the ability to to further grow and develop and seeking that's a reflection of strength rather than weakness um and if we go back to confidence as a an example development area you might always have struggled with confidence or it could be a new thing as a result of things going on in your life but you can take control um, there's so much you can do to support yourself and grow your confidence so it's a journey it starts with curiosity developing your self-awareness moving on to thinking about how you would like things to be and what your options are for getting there and and then as I've just been talking about it's then about what you're willing and able to commit to and how you can embed that into to the reality so yeah be, be empowered you've got everything within you to make the positive changes you need um either through self-coaching or or through working with a coach and actually I've got a um free download um that is available if anybody would like um a toolkit for self-coaching questions around confidence um please do contact me if you think that would be helpful for you thank you Anna yes regular listeners will know that we will put Hannah's details into the episode notes and you can reach out to her there for the handout on self-coaching as well as just making contact uh, and seeking coaching and help too thank you very much hannah for giving up your time and energy to be on the old man and the cv today um it's been very enjoyable thank you very much indeed thank you andy i've had a blast Well, Santiago Amigos, as Mr. North used to say on the Basil Brush Show many years ago, that's all for this week. But we'll see you next week. Just time for the credits for the music intro and the idents, Abigail Eva Molly One. This is an almost pro production for 23 Magic, copyright 2023. See you next week, Santiago Amigos.